Coming to you live from San Diego, California on November 18th, 2018. This is The Bracket, a podcast about our 64 favorite movies. We have them battle it out to see which movie will reign supreme. We banter, we bicker, we battle Star Galactica. And in today's show, we have Seven Pounds versus The Social Network. I'm Rich. I'm Francisco. This is The Bracket. It's been two weeks. It's been two long weeks. <laughs> it's been too long, period. This week in the news, Stanley died. Stay tuned. We have movie reviews Spoiler for Overlord, uh, Fantastic Beast, and Bohemian Rhapsody. There's a rumor of a Shrek reboot. There was the trailer with Detective... Pikachu. I hate that movie. Child's Play reboot. The Game of Thrones series news. Uh, the Red Sox won the World Series. Shout out to the Red Sox fans. Sports. And Thanksgiving is this week. So we'll talk about that a little bit too. How was your guys' two-week hiatus? It was busy. Mine too. Not me. He called me at 3.30 this morning and he just said he wasn't busy. Stop. I was drunk. That's different. So How are you drunk? How are you able to be drunk at 3.30 in the morning? It's, it's He wakes up early. It's a hobby. Well, like I told him, I, like, I, sh- I, I came home. I was laying in bed and I was like, I need to check what time it is. But as I was opening my phone and I had my thumb on the screen. Drunk. Drunk thumb the, for sure. The fa- the FaceTime list was on my screen, and then my thumb was directly on Rich's. So I was like, fuck, if I let go of, the, of my thumb, it's going to call him. So I was like... You can just slide it out. Huh? You can just slide That's it out. That's what I tried doing, and I was like... Just but then it, it called it him, so I'm like, fuck. And he's like, it was only a millisecond, which means he was on it like, no, no, <laughs> no! He probably missed the button four different times Bones before he actually crack. did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Throws it. <laughs> Damn it, Siri! Oh, He's gonna, we're just going to think I'm weird. <laughs> I definitely woke up and thought, oh, I really hope he didn't die last night. <laughs> right? 3.30 call? Yeah. Usually I'm up at that time with my kids, but oh, no, I missed okay. out today. I'm around like 10.30, I'm like knocked out. I can't, I, I can't stay. I would have been more weirded out if you answered. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> I, I pick up him in my kitchen just cooking up some noodles. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? What do you need? One's drunk, one's on crack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cooking up some crack. All right. Uh, anything else happen? We missed the Halloween party. We, uh, we dressed up as the Jared Leto Joker and our producer dressed as Javier Potter. Mexican. Francisco didn't dress up as anything. I didn't dress up as anything because I'm boring. I was boring most years. I don't know why I got excited this this year. I think I just finally fell in love with my costume. Thanks, Rich. That makes me feel better. That means next year you might be cool. Thanks, Rich. That makes me feel better. See? Javier Potter was cool. He was super cool. We both won $50. Yeah, Wow, I thought it was twenty five. Nah, bitch. If I would have known fifty, I would have. Well, I, I would have tried. I would have thrown. Keep it in perspective. Out. I spent like ninety on my costume. So I was low key. Okay, this is what I was gonna do. Uh, you know the big boxes at work, the ones uh, you know for for bulk. Right. So I was gonna cut holes on it and then just put my body inside and slide the the legs and 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 um and arms through the through the holes mm-hmm. and just walk on four legs. I was lucky gonna do that, but then I was like, nah. No head or anything, just a box with legs and hands. I was gonna do it, and then I was like, nah. You could have drawn like some sort of animal on it. That would have been pretty funny. I could have, but then you would have needed like, a giant box. I'm not even saying you're big. Like we don't make boxes that big. No, big. I would have fit in, in the in the in the ones we use for for bulk bags. Yeah. I would have fit in there, and it would have been funny. But I was like, nah. would have been even better if you got shipped away. Better than hilarious. 
Nick's like, nope, can't have it. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> Gotta no, go. There's no lot on this. Yep. Uh, anything else happen? The Red Sox won the World Series on the 29th or the 30th, so, so that was really awesome. One of those days. It was two weeks ago. We had a hiatus. I went from watching hours of baseball every single night to... You know what my reaction was? I was on my phone going through Twitter, and it was like, Red Sox won. I was like, oh, keep going. Fuck <laughs> off. Then you probably I'll, gave it more attention than I did, because I didn't even know about I it. I will say I'm, I'm a little happier that the Red Sox won. Instead of the Dodgers, Dodgers keep it real. Like, All these fake-ass LA fans around here, take a hike. There was San Diego Padre jerseys that were worn at the first day of the season that were wearing LA jerseys in the playoffs. Like, get the fuck out of here. That's funny. Sports. Sports. All right, moving on. Stan Lee died. Do we want to talk about that at the top of the hour or at the bottom? Bottom. Why don't we just talk about it right now and then shift all this to the end? Since we're talking about everything. I I thought we were saving that to the end. Yeah, but we missed two weeks. Like, the movie reviews are important, but, like, current events kind of keep us in, in check. That's true. I'll well, keep you in check. Okay, <laughs> in the blue corner. Movie weighing in at... Oh, shit, I didn't get the hours. This movie was released in 2008. Director Gabriel Muccino uh, has stars Will Smith, Rosario Dawson, Woody Harrelson, Barry Pepper, and Michael Ely with an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 75%, 7 pounds. In the red corner, this movie was released in 2010 from directed director... From director David Fincher, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, Justin Timberlake, Army Hammer, and Joseph Mazzello. This movie scores 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Also won Academy Award for Best Writing Adapted Screenplay, Original Music, and Film Editing. Also an Oscar nominee to Jesse Eisenberg and an Oscar nom for Best Picture for The Social Network. Quick trivia question, and I'll answer it in a few minutes. Who stars... In The Social Network, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Jurassic Park. Jeff Goldblum? False. You want to know what's more fucked up? What's up? You asked me this before the podcast, and I already forgot. I didn't tell you who it was, so. Oh, fuck. Okay. Never mind. At least you're not completely inept. All right, so if you know that answer, <laughs> uh, I guess we could give away some sort of award. You'll be our greatest fan ever. You'll be our number one fan. That's a pretty high honor. What about if we throw, like, a gift card to whoever gives us the right answer? Uh, maybe I'll send them a stamp, because that's pretty expensive by itself. <laughs> Have you ever bought stamps? The dumb... No. Stamps.com could advertise this, but they choose not to. Just a real thing. Moving on. Thank you, Stamps.com, for your sponsor. Yeah, they don't sponsor us, so. though. But they could. They could. Have you ever gone to the post office and just thought, darn, I should have printed these out? <laughs> then why is there a post office? I, like, <laughs> I, I just send an email. He's an ad clapping. Fuck me, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when did you see Seven Pounds first, Francisco? I saw Seven Pounds. When did it come out again? At least in 2008. Yeah. Uh, I probably saw it when it came out right on DVD. Okay, so probably around 2009. You were roughly 13? Guessing? I just know you're younger than me. Well, if in 2012 I was 18... Then you were nine years old when you saw Seven Pounds? Holy shit. That might explain a lot of... Wait, what did you just say? I what was year were you born? 1994. 1994. So you're four years younger than me. You were uh, 14 when this movie came out. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> Moving on. Early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so 14-year-old Francisco watching seven, seven pounds. pounds. A lot Probably. of math involved. I was promised there'd be no math. When did you first see seven pounds? It's just... <laughs> I was giving you a free shot to... I was 14. <laughs> I do this. We're professionals. Uh, let's pull this together, y'all. And we're back. Are you going to do a retake? No. Okay. No! <laughs> just do it live. We'll, we'll do it live! What was your, what's the best moment for you in seven pounds? When you actually find out what happened. The explanation? I think, because every, everything is kind of shitty. Right. Um, it's kind of like a wave of emotions most of the time, and most of the time you're feeling pretty awful. Yeah, it's kind of a... Uh, uh, it's a super a depressing yeah. It's a grind. Like, you can't get through it, mm -hmm. you know. Even knowing the ending, it's really tough to get to the movie just being like, uh, this is going to get good sometime. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, what, what would you say was your biggest, your favorite moment from... Uh, Seven pounds. I like the jellyfish scene. Which one? The one at the end? Yeah. The, okay. I was actually going to go to the, the first part of that scene where he explains like the, his connection yeah. to the jellyfish with his brother and his dad. I thought that was really cool because it shows why he felt it was so important to have yeah. it. Um, and then bringing it full circle, it's, you know. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking because, you know, he was trying to donate his mm -hmm. stuff. So I was like, how is he going to try to kill himself and then still use those? How does that poison not damage your whole body? Yeah, I was wondering that immediately too. Just yeah. like, eh, I don't know if I'm buying it, but I'll take, right? I'll take it for the for the movie magic. Yeah, because I mean, is I, Seven Pounds a true story or based on a true oh, story? Oh no, it's, no it's a, I think it's based on a book. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Quick editor note: It is not based on a book. I don't so that kind of explains the structure. Book, maybe that would yeah. explain the structure at least, though. Yeah. Because there was a lot of times, like, a lot of times in movies that are adapted from a book, there's, like, breaks where you feel like there's something supposed to be here, mm -hmm. and it's, like, the end of a chapter starting a new one almost. Mm -hmm. um, that's one thing I've noticed with the few books that I've read. <laughs> um, what would you say the uh, your favorite cast member was in Seven Pounds? I kind of like Rosario Dawson's character for her role. Um, she was, like, the... What's the blind... Black guy? The blind... Uh, blind Woody Harrelson from... Yeah, I think uh, probably him. From Zombieland, he um, was. I think it's, uh, his name was Ezra Turner. He was a blind. Yeah, Ezra. Yes. He was a blind like uh, insurance agent. What was he doing? Uh, no, he's a meat seller. Oh God, that's a so, miserable so, profession. Yeah, I could tell you. <laughs> no, he's like he, they sell meat online, something like that. Because he's like he's returning it. It's not weird or anything. I mean, Omaha Steaks went went www. I'm pretty well. Amazon does that now, right? Can you buy groceries? I don't, I don't know if I would. I, I buy groceries from. Bonds, but we're sticking on Woody Harrelson. Yeah, it's such a different role from what he usually does. He can does. do anything to me. He's obviously, a phenomenal yeah, actor. Yeah, no, obviously. Um, you guys watch Venom, right? Not yet. No. Oh, never mind. I Is tried he in there? Huh? Is he in the movie? Doesn't he play Carnage? Yeah. I might have uh, seen so that. So you just fucked up. He just. So you just. Yeah, my bad. Thanks, man. I swear I saw it on Twitter by accident, so like, if Twitter spoiled me, I, I didn't even too. know it. Yeah. I didn't know it was a secret, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I didn't see the movie. Maybe the movie plays it off to be this giant secret. It's, it's probably like an after-credit scene. Is it an after-credit scene? Yeah. That's even but, better. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> okay. So, Woody Harrelson was your favorite character. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> what did you say? Sorry. What does he do in the movie that you like so much? I don't know. Like I said, it's I'm I'm used to like Zombieland and White Man Can't Jump and, and yeah, keep it real. So like like 
to keep him as as this just laid back humble guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just totally different character mm-hmm. than we're used to seeing him as. What about you, producer? What was the question? Oh boy, <laughs> Woody Harrel- or who is your favorite character in the movie? Oh, I was gonna say Ezra too. Really? Yeah. He was only in like two scenes though. I don't. I don't know. Dude. Maybe it's something three. different. Is it I two don't or know. three scenes? It's because it's, I don't know. I guess because of that first scene, I felt really bad around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, guess the was, empathy side of you. Like I was watching the movie. Like when it starts, I'm like, I don't like Will Smith already. And yeah, uh-huh. I was like, that's low key so watching it for the first time. I thought he was the bad guy the entire movie. I was like, why is this guy such a dick? I know. I was like, how is he the main character? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I get that you're mad or whatever, but like, fuck, dude. Yeah, that was pretty. Why are you trying to make dudes cry? <laughs> and then with his explanation at the very end of the movie, where he was like, I needed, I needed to know if you were yeah. like, a, like. Okay. Decent human being or something like, like that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> no, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. You could have just been kind of cool. About Not it. okay, man. Yeah. I mean, thanks for the body part, but fuck off. <laughs> just imagine if that thing like uh, this is really throwing you off, but just imagine the guy like went home and like committed suicide because like Will Smith, Will Smith was fucking, such a dick. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good move. Just being like yeah, and he kills another person by accident. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Eight Pounds now. <laughs> it's called Fuck. <laughs> sequel. That's uh, not funny. That's yeah, really funny. You're right. No. Uh, what about the cast overall? How do you like everybody as a unit? Who do you think worked the best together? Obviously, Will Smith and Rosario. Is that her name? Rosario Dawson. Her name was Emily in the movie. Yes. Um, I don't think there's another duo that I see throughout the movie. I like Michael Ealy, who played his brother, like that argument that they have towards the end of the movie outside by the mm-hmm. car. I liked him in that part, but it's kind of the same struggle as Woody Harrelson, is like he's only in that like couple scenes that he's mm-hmm. in. They don't get enough time to really vibe. I guess Rosario Dawson and him are, and Will Smith are the only like two people who could have had any chemistry. Yeah. Because everybody else was either on the phone with him or they were never actually you know in the same room or see each other enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what do you think is the biggest flaw in the movie to you probably what i mentioned the the poison in the oh just the body. could it you know, um but it's kind of a if, a if i, if I want to add another one fixing the that really old press in, in cool. one night like i i don't believe that oh like, yeah, I, thought, I actually like that scene <sighs> i thought that was really cool i mean Maybe it's like, you know, the machines that we it's work on where 19, we can go in there and fix it. It's from 1940s, right? And he just screw a couple a couple screws in and, and Sometimes it it's that out. simple. Sometimes, like, the older machinery that you have works way better than newer shit because newer shit's made of all plastic and wax stuff. But something if it was bo- made, born, in, like, the 40s, it might have, like, you know, better pieces of machinery But those pieces attached. are not made anymore because they're, they were made in the 1940s. But if it was just a screw that was needed, those were around in the 1940s. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe it was a little bit of like super glue that fixed the problem. You don't but, know. No, but like like she said that she had a couple specialists try to fix it and nobody could. Oh, uh, all right. So well, like now, okay, fine, this guy, fine <laughs> you win. Like, fine, you win. Will <laughs> Smith is like, it just needed a screw. <laughs> Fuck those nerds. <laughs> Welcome to our new podcast, the 1940s historical accuracy. <laughs> With Rich and Francisco. <laughs> Alright, so it probably wasn't a screw or super glue. Uh-huh. So you hate that scene now, now I hate that scene. Thanks for nothing. You're welcome. Uh, what about you, producer? What was the biggest flaw of the movie? I think Will Smith as a character. He kind of sucks, right? Because it's like, I get what he's <laughs> get what he's trying to do, but, you know, he, he stole his brother's, like, identity. Yeah, like, like Loki could have got his brother fired. And like, <laughs> What does Dwight say? Um, identity theft is not a joke, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> he's like 
he's trying to help out people, but he's fucking other people like over, right? To kind of do that, and yeah, and I also felt like the movie was a little long, but it was thus, a little bit. No, I agree with that. Yeah. But thus, you know, would you do something fucked up if if it meant helping like twenty other people, or seven? Yeah, twenty. But I don't know. Well, that's, that's no, I know I get it, but I'm trying to add more to see if you know, like, I don't know. I probably wouldn't do it, but <laughs> <laughs> fucking making me feel guilty. No, I thought he sucked just because of the like he needed justification to give people like body parts. Yeah. Like in if you're gonna do this ultra heroic stunt and you know sacrifice yourself to yeah. let people have body parts, like you don't also have to follow that up with a fucking personality test to see if you're w- worthy of getting my body part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't be the hero and the judge. Right. Yeah. Also, don't get attached to somebody, then kill yourself. That's fucked up. Well, that's what most people do, don't they? I thought it was just like a hit it and quit it thing. <laughs> Trying to get some. Right. All right. That's, <laughs> that'd be a flaw for me if it was. <laughs> I'm gonna toot it and boot it really quick. Yeah. And then give you my heart, like, damn. <laughs> was there? Um, God damn it. Was there anything music-wise that you noticed from the movie? I thought it was a lot of like n- new like, pop almost. There was like songs that you've heard before. Just I, I thought I heard a couple. Um, just a lot of slow piano. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought right? I heard a couple, a couple pianos in there, but besides that, nothing else. All right, yeah. I don't, I don't know if. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, not yet. We're not no, ready no, yet. No, I just, I just get get us demonetized if we ever. Well, that's debatable. There are basically two schools of thought. Fact: Bears eat beets. Nope. Bears, beets. Battlestar Galactica. And that is the inspiration to our podcast. <laughs> Just the opposite. <laughs> so, um, soundtrack-wise, I thought it was a lot of new pop, but what, like, was there any moments that you thought the music hit you? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, really? I mean, it's kind of one of those, like, like, like we mentioned, slow pianos that just trying to make you feel... I like those, to be honest you know, with you. Just to make you feel shittier about the situation. And yeah. I mean, to go with the vibe of the movie. The long tones. Uh-huh. But... Okay. Let's see you. Producer. No. Okay, and for things that you missed during the rewatch, is there anything that you didn't catch the first time around? Yes, there was actually. Um, the first couple times I think I saw it, I didn't I didn't notice that um, he was such a big engineer. Um, so maybe he could fix it. No, I know. Obviously he could. Okay. You know, but what I'm saying is that I didn't notice like how like because he was like making like spaceships or some shit like that. So he was probably working for like SpaceX. He wasn't. Him but, and Tesla. Yeah. But um, that's something that I probably oversaw the, um, a couple times watching the movie. Okay. Producer? Did what? you say no again? I'm a freak out. <laughs> 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 All right. So music-wise, I didn't notice anything. Did you? No. Okay. We, uh, any last points you want to make about Seven Pounds? Favorite moments? Any acknowledgments you want to make to the cast? Credits? Director? I want to say, um, since we're about to segue into... The social network? The social network. Okay that I saw the social network first and then I saw seven pounds just because I've seen social network fewer times mm-hmm. and as soon as I um I, I moved on to seven pounds I was like I don't really like the way this movie's going it's just it's making me feel like shit and like yeah I like this movie but like there's such contradicting movies about totally different yeah, events could not be more that similar. um I was like I was like I don't, I don't like the vibe of, of this movie compared to what I just watched. 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And what's funny is Social Network's kind of a depressing story, too. Right. And the fact that you, like, everybody old. You, you watch Seven Pounds, like, this is too sad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just watch the depressing <laughs> right. movie. Well, con- the, the similarities is that they're both shitty people. Thanks, producer. Okay, <laughs> on to the Social Network. What was your, uh, what was the first time you watched it, producer? Um, I think after it came out on DVD. I don't remember what specific year, but... Came out in 2011 or 2010. Sorry. No. It well, won the Oscars in 2011, but it came out in 2010. Probably a year after it came out. Cool. I just knew. Any big takeaways from the first time? Who'd you see it with? Um, I watched it by myself, but it was just like... It was interesting. Like, I, like I just didn't really know that that's how Facebook got created or whatever. But mm, Loosely. Yeah. But I was just... The only thing I came out with was just like... Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg was an asshole. That's fair. That's why they came up. Well, he's a lizard people, so lizard person. Obviously, he was gonna fuck everybody over. What was the first time you watched it? Um, it's either has to be a year or two years ago when you let me borrow it the first time. That's funny. I Um, remember that now. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, yeah, dude, I've never seen this movie, and you were like, fanboying really. I love this movie. Um really hard mm-hmm. and yeah I just I remember I, I got home and I and I put it on and I'm like okay like I like a, a couple of the visual scenes um, especially with uh, old Spider-Man walking, Andrew Garfield? Yeah when, when he finds out he, he gets really he got fucked out of the deal yeah and he like walks that long hall like just screaming at, at Mark yeah I just thought it was I was like this is such a visual yeah. scene that, that represents like his it his won, anger it won for best uh, film editing so that kind of okay. like, there's kinda a lot of cool shots that you that mm-hmm. are very very good transitions. I assume that the producer would probably appreciate them more than most people would, um, but he didn't want to bring it up when he had his moment. So yeah, that's okay. What about you, Rich? I was trying to get him. <laughs> um, to me, it's one of my favorite movies. And when I saw it first, I went in with this this chick I was dating, and we walked into the theater, and she thought the movie was just about Facebook oh, okay. and not like how it got started. So she immediately, about probably 20 minutes in, was like, I want to leave. And I was like, all right, bye. I was like, no, this movie's the shit. And did she leave? She left straight up. She left you out of theater? I mean, she got a ride with somebody else, but... Good riddance. Fuck. I mean, no, if, you no, don't like, if you don't like the social yeah, network, like, you can't a, be my friend. What a bitch. Low key. <laughs> also, I don't like anybody who walks out halfway through a movie theater. Oh, Exactly. I can't have that kind of negativity in my life. I mean, my mom, in, I my mom walked out of a break. movie that I, I, but it was a really shitty movie that I, oh. I, I, I took oh. her to see a, you guys probably going to be like, I don't know what this is, but it was My Bloody Valentine. I saw that oh. in theaters. Yeah. In 3D. The and, 3D she, and she fucking walked out and, That's went, fair. and went to see, um, what is it, Bride Wars or some shit like that? Yeah. The like, Anne Hathaway and uh-huh. Kate Hudson I've seen. She like, I, she I've like seen walked out that. and she went to see that and I was like, dope. I was a big, uh. Supernatural fan at, oh, at the moment, yeah. so like it just made sense. That's a oddly like it's like a almost a fun to watch bad movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I see you. Um, so initial thoughts of the movie, producer. What do you think for the Social Network? It was different, a lot, it especially with like it. Uh, a lot of the cinematography and especially the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Dialogue was fantastic. Fucking, mm-hmm. uh, I forget his name. Andy Serkin. Did you say his name? Which one? There's Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield. No, no, the writer. Oh, and Andrew Sor- Andy Sorkin, yeah. Sorkin's, yeah. Another quick note. His name is Aaron Sorkin. Andrew uh, Sorkin? 
I think that was my first exposure to him as a writer. It and might have been mine, too. Yeah, so it was just like... He's fucking good, though. Yeah. He also does that show, The Newsroom, that Jeff uh, oh, Daniels yeah. was on. That show was written super well. Yeah. And then he also did that movie that was released uh, with Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling a few years ago, The Big Hurt, or The Big Money Hurt. What was it called? It was like The Money... Uh, Moneyball? No, no, no. It's the one about the stock market crash. Oh. Uh, the Big Short. It was that. Was that it? Yeah, that was the name. The guy who directed it is the guy who does all the Will Ferrell and... No, I know, but the writer was Andrew Sorkin. Okay. The movie The Big Short was written by Adam McKay and Charles Randolph, which was based on a book by Michael Lewis. Anyways. Moving on. Awesome. Yeah. Dope. God damn it. <laughs> what was your big takeaways from the movie? Never trust anyone. Damn. No. Especially when you're just trying to start up a, a company. A, a company? All right, so... One of y'all are going to turn on me. <laughs> I'm not going down for this! <laughs> Pointing guys at each other. That's all right. Visual jokes. <laughs> that, that one will do super good on our visual podcast. Um, I think my favorite moment in the movie is probably um, when they first meet Timberlake. Mm-hmm. And like the whole aftermath of that scene of how the dynamic changes between Andrew Garfield and Jesse Eisenberg. I was actually thinking about this during... Um, I was watching The Social Network. He could have actually been a good Lex Luthor if he didn't go full weirdo. Yeah. Like, because he actually kind of plays, like, the boss like of the company like a, a smart, as the scumbag yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't play, like, over-the-top, like, cartoony mm-hmm. in this movie. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, how good Andrew Garfield was. Right. It's kind of where I also get, like, to me, Andrew Garfield's playing Peter Parker in this movie, where he just wants to be, like, the good friend and help out as best he can. Mm-hmm. And his friend is actually... Um, Lex Luthor from... No, no, no. I meant to say... Um, what's his name? James Franco's character from Spider-Man with Randy. Oh, um, Hopgoblin. No, Hopgoblin. Why? The Green Goblin? Yes, but his fucking name. Osborne. Harry Osborne. Oh, I thought you I were... thought Jesse Eisenberg would have played man. a really good Harry Osborne, too, after watching this. Yeah, because I agree. Because like, he plays the friend, but he's, not, he's kind of a scumbag by accident, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So, I don't know. Good performances out of both of them. Yeah. Who was your favorite performance in the movie, Jose? Producer? Um, Jesse Eisenberg. He just, he just played a really good douchebag. That's fair. I mean, I hated the character after the movie was done, so obviously that's, he did a good job. Yeah, that's always the judge. Yeah. If you, if you want the guy to die at the end of the movie. <laughs> so, yeah. I think Andrew. Andrew Garfield is your yeah. favorite? Mine too. Mm-hmm. He actually, to me, the fact that he didn't get an Oscar nomination for like Best Supporting Actor in this is baffling. It's a little fun. He carries yeah. the whole movie. I mean... It's I, it looks like he just got shitted. Shitted on back to back. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. How on about the, on yeah. the movie and not in real life? Because if you think, oh, about what it, did he lost to? Do you guys know? Like, yeah, uh, Christian Bale won for the fighter, as oh. basically the lead in that movie with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I remember. Remember that movie? Was that the same year? Yeah. And this is the same year that the King's Speech won for Best Picture. In Inception came out this year too. This this was one of the best movie years, 2010. And the fighter won. And the fighter, the fighter won for best uh, supporting actor. Christian Bale won. Okay, I can see that. I yeah. mean, it's Christian Bale, so they're gonna it, fucking give they're it to him, especially the, yeah. right after the Dark Knight. Exactly. So okay. exactly, um, the best picture went to uh, the King's Speech, which history buffs, mm-hmm. you know, 
people who like throwback kind of movies, that, that kind of makes sense. But Inception came out this year, so I'm kind of upset Inception didn't win for Best Picture. Or um, some, well, who would have been supporting actor in such a big cast for Inception? Uh, probably Tom Hardy. If I had to guess. I don't. I wanted to get in. It's Tom Hardy. Over Christian Bale? In The Fighter? Uh, yeah, you're right. Fighter is probably better acting-wise. Acting-wise, yeah. yeah. Andrew Garfield over Tom Hardy, though? In Social Network, Andrew Garfield versus. I, I Tom know Hardy. you're not gonna agree. I don't. You don't know but, what I'm gonna say yet. No, but but because no, because of uh, prior conversations. Um, fucking, and I just forgot his name. Andrew Garfield. No, no, no. Um, Ed, Har- Ed Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is so forgettable to me in Inception. Every time. I would disagree with that, but I, yeah. I think Andrew Garfield still should have won. Over Christian Bale. Yeah. yeah, I really do. Maybe. Uh, I don't know, dude. When was the last time you saw The Fighter? I mean, the only reason why I saw The Fighter was because of Christian Bale. So? So he kind of carried the movie. That doesn't mean he carried the movie. It just means he was in it. No, no, he like... He was better than Mark Wahlberg to you in that movie? He was, yeah. Really? Anyway. Okay. Social Network, Andrew Garfield was your favorite character. Um, (laughs) what, What do you think about the cast overall? I like Timberlake a lot in this movie. He was he played another good scumbag. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about him. He would play the scumbag. Like he he, he acting wise he um he was good in this. He was yeah. really good, mm-hmm. but maybe he was too good where I just hated his his character. Yeah, exactly. So. It's kind of like Joffrey. If you don't hate him, he's not doing yeah. a good job. Mm-hmm. What happened to him? Like acting wise? No, like real life him. Joffrey does he, he still he work quit in acting because he he got a lot of hate. Like, you got a lot of people hating on him because of his role in Game of Thrones. You know about Joffrey, right? He's in The Defenders. Joffrey? Mm-hmm. Or are you talking about, um, what the hell is the, the snow? Battle of the Bastards. Oh, that's not... That's not Joffrey. Oh, Joffrey's the kid. Joffrey's sorry, a little sorry. blonde kid. Right. Oh, oh he quit acting? Yeah. That sucks. He was only like nine when he first started on that show. Remember, because he was just a kid fighting with Arya in the, in the first episode, second episode. Anyway, we're really good at getting off topic today, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you like the uh, story in the movie? Well, Social Network, I, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the uh, historical accuracy? I don't know how historical accurate it could be, so... Do you know? You don't know at all? No. Apparently, the, the Winkleby twins and that other guy were just part of the people that were involved. There was actually, like, six people at that first meeting, basically saying, like, Mark, you're going to make this site for us, right? Mm-hmm. And then they turn it into the movie where it's just the Winklevi brothers and that one that other one guy. guy. Uh-huh. So it made it seem a lot smaller. So when it says, like, to me, when Jesse Eisenberg later on says, like, I had no idea that they were actually telling me to start the site when it was just the three of them, it's a little bit believable. But if it's six people looking at you, like, right. you're going to make this site, it's right. gonna, it becomes a lot less believable that he didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gets into, like, how much of a scumbag his real-life character was. Right. Well, yeah. He stole it. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the whole love story part of it was made up, though. The Rooney Mara part. Oh, just to have... Just to have, like, his, you know, his story arc change. Um, I mean, not to say that there probably wasn't a girl that he had just broken up with. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they made it that much of a storyline. Right. Because uh-huh. that's one of the reasons in the movie... Uh, His main motivation, really, mm-hmm. is to try to get the, the girl to pay attention to him again. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know how much truth there is to that. I heard there was no truth, but, you know, internet. Well, can't, can't know all your facts. Well, thanks. Now I don't really like the movie as much. That's how I feel about all true stories now. Man on Fire yeah. got way worse for me after we found out it's not a true story. 
Which right. then I thought about later on as a complete scumbag. I was like, I wanted that little girl to get kidnapped. Am I fucking sick? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, moving on. Soundtrack and music. It actually won for best original music, and I like the soundtrack a lot. I feel like it's a great like carry on sound in the mo- movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no like super memorable song. There's no score. I would say, but just the soundtrack that's in the background the whole time is very good. That actually works a lot with the editing of that first scene too. When he's hacking into the the school databases and he's like drinking that that beer, mm-hmm. there, there's a really good score that comes on during that scene. If you watch this movie again, pay attention to it. Okay. So best acting performance in Social Network we agreed on. Is there anything that you want to bring up for a last note on Social Network? No, I think it's producer. It's good. Thrilling. Yeah. Good work, guys. All right, so what's your rating for The Social Network after the first time you watched it? Which was roughly two years ago. First time I watched it, I would say I'll give it an 8.5 all around. First time and second. Okay. All right, so first time I watched Social Network, I'd say it was probably like a 9.1, 9.2 myself. And then second viewing, I was about, or watching it this past week. It went down a little bit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I'd say a 9 or like an 8.9. It well, went down you, just a touch. Because you saw it with the bracket, bracket goggles? <laughs> bracket goggles. Yeah, probably. When you compare it, like, lineup for lineup against some of the best movies that are in the bracket, mm-hmm. I would say it doesn't, it's not as close to a 10 as it used to be for me. Okay. But that's because I'm, I'm holding that 10 at such a high standard. I don't want to just give it to any movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it goes down in that idea. So you're right. With bracket goggles, it's a little bit lower than it used to be. And seven pounds. What now was we, your original? Now we gotta make bracket goggle merch. No, that doesn't sound. I'm gonna one. put it. That's actually really <laughs> funny. Um, seven pounds. The first time you watched it, would you would you rate it? Probably a nine. Okay. Since I was fourteen. Thanks, Rich. Um, I don't know what I did. Now, eight point two. It went down a, a while. Yeah, I think same thing. Bracket yeah. goggles. Yeah. You, you're you're <laughs> used to watching like the most elite movies in your in your record book. This podcast like, makes me hate my favorite movies. You know what's funny? is I actually thought about this as a kid where I was like, I don't want, ever want to get into movies because I'm just going to start to hate them. Shit on all of yeah, them. Yeah, and now I just <laughs> nitpick over the smallest shit. I still appreciate everything. Like I always leave a movie like, what was my favorite stuff? Uh-huh. And then the more you think about a movie is like the one flaw that will piss you off over all the good moments mm-hmm. in the movie. Like, yeah. Movie, directors have a zero chance of, su- of succeeding when oh, they start a movie. Never. All right, so that means your winner... I'm, I'm sorry. Who's your vote to move on to the next round? Social Network, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, before we announce the winner, I want to give seven pounds its due. I watched it for the first time for this week. Did you cry? I didn't even get close to crying. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I swear I yeah, watched Yeah, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I've disliked a Will Smith movie like this in a long time. Disliked? Yeah. I could not stand his character in this movie, and I think the reason that I like Will Smith is he's always playing like the cool guy who you want to be like your best friend, who want you like you right. play basketball with, you go get a beer with, like he'd be a really cool friend. In this movie, you're like, I never want to hang what out with that guy. <laughs> and I think it might be like a typecasting thing where I, maybe I cared more if it was a less known actor. Mm-hmm. But me watching this as a 28 year old, like, tough to see Will Smith play this role, honestly. But I don't like his depressing movies. Who else would have pulled it off? Though? Don Cheadle could have done it. I Ooh. thought about that while I was watching it. Don Cheadle was playing Will Smith. Don Cheadle plays War Machine in, in uh, Marvel. Oh, yeah. I see that. 
Like, if he was playing the role, I wouldn't... Because, like, he did Hotel Rwanda. I'm used to him, like, doing depressing movies. Will Smith has never done a depressing movie for me. You think... You say his name's Don Cheeto? I know who you're talking about. I, I'm just horrible with names. Sounds like he said Don Cheeto. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Don Cheeto. Cheeto. Okay. Um, he's not going to get with Rosario, man. Come on now. Moving on. So my rating for... God damn it. <laughs> my rating for 7 pounds, I would say, is 7.9. Closer to 7.5. Okay. So I'll go 7.7. 7. Fair enough. Not my not my cup of tea. And that's yeah, one no, thing I notice about, too, when, it, whenever we have, like, dueling movies, I always think about, like, I really don't have the same wavelength as Francisco at all. Yeah. It's so weird. We thought this was going to be easy because we like five of the same movies, and the other <laughs> 59 of them were like, what the fuck because are you thinking? Because we like five Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, dude, Independence Day was awesome, right? <laughs> anyway, so your winner, moving on to the next round of the bracket, The Social Network. Thank God I didn't have to choose. You would have chose The Social Network. Huh? You would have chose The Social Network. Sure. Sure. I was actually going to go vote for seven. <laughs> really? Dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were close to an upset. I would have freaked out. I would have lost my shit if seven pounds moved on. <laughs> you wanted seven pounds to move on? No, but I mean, <laughs> to have such a th- curveball, because like. That would have been an upset. It would have been so dope. Fuck. Thanks, producer. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Right. No. Um, oh, right. That's crazy. So your next battle. The next, for the next two weeks, will be American History X Oof. versus Con Air. That's such a weird matchup. Fuck. <laughs> you guys didn't... I know what happened. Relax. So be ready for that. God damn it, dude. And I really like Con Air. See you, Con Air. Yeah, such a weird for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do two movies? You want to do four movies next episode? I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be an easy one, then. Well, because if we miss another week, we have another yes, two-week hiatus. What? If so, we have another two-week hiatus, we might as well watch two movies in that three-week span. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to send in? Yeah, send another matchup. Okay. So the next one, next matchup will be Casino Royale Ooh. versus Transporter. See you, Transporter. That's going to be a good matchup. What? See you, Transporter. I fucking hate you. We're going to brawl in the second match. Oh, dude. It's going to be a good week. Maybe. All right, movie news. Movie news! It's Thanksgiving week, y'all. Have you hung up your Christmas lights yet? No, no because it's Thanksgiving week. I know, my, my wife told me yesterday we were going to start hanging out the, the lights soon. I was like, what are you talking about? And then I realized that Thanksgiving is like three days away. Yeah. It always feels like that. It always just sneaks up on you. Yeah, it's like a snail. And it's probably just because it's, you know, it's California weather, so it's sunny and, yeah. sunny cold. and cold at the same time. Um, sunny and sheer, you know what I mean? Anyways, Bohemian Rhapsody review. Oh yeah, we saw Bohemian Rhapsody. I saw it opening night with the wife, and I went in overexcited. The trailers really got me for this movie the same way that, and I'm gonna keep harping on it the way that Ready Player One's trailers got me. Um, I was really excited to see it. I just music alone in the movie, I knew it was gonna be entertaining. So you kind of have to like give it a few points right off the bat because you know you're gonna enjoy those parts. Yeah. Um, no spoilers, obviously. I but saw I mean, no trailers on this movie. What's it came out, you know. Yeah. The, I mean, the this Queen was a band, you know, in the seventies. So, oh, I know what you're talking about. So that. the the idea that there's gonna be a spoiler doesn't really make sense, but yeah, he dies. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> but they didn't harp on it. They didn't harp on him having AIDS. They didn't harp on, 
you know, how he was bullied as a kid, which I kind of like, because those are such obvious points that if you make them, it's kind of like, well, obviously he got picked on for having giant fucking teeth. Yeah. Like, you don't need to make it a whole scene in the movie multiple mm-hmm. different times. And the same thing with, like, him having AIDS. Like, they didn't they didn't give him AIDS at, like, the quarter point of the movie. They gave it to him when he had, like, 15 minutes left in the movie. So it was very, very nice to not harp on the obvious notes that they could have. Mm-hmm. Um, the best parts in the movie by far are the crew in the barn making music, um, working together, to, like, literally together to come up with new sounds and new ways to get the crowd involved. That was by far the most entertaining parts in the movie. I was going to say literally the music. Yeah. Just anytime they're, they're playing the, like, yeah. the songs that we all know, best part of the movie. I liked Remy Malik and his scenes. Um, and I liked how close the band seemed to be. Like, they had very good chemistry with each other. Yeah. Um, I just... To me, everybody was very forgetful unless it was Remy Malik talking to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Littlefinger plays a role in it. Mike Myers is a supporting cast member. But, like... My favorite role was Mike Myers. Yeah, he was funny. Because... As, like, the douchey producer. Yeah. Because his... The thing about him, you know that when he did Wayne's World, mm-hmm. he put the Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. song, which brought it back up to number one yep. after like a few years of being out. So for him to play the the producer who was like, yeah. this, this song is never going to It'll never be it. a hit. Yeah. I just like, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. There was one really funny moment in the movie, and it's almost like a campy sort of fun where you're like, I can't believe I laughed at that. But he's lying on the floor with his like new girlfriend, and he just, like not even looking at the piano... Ty, uh, that was like the first note to Bohemian Rhapsody and she goes oh that's nice and he goes it has potential <laughs> like that part was like oh fuck you made me laugh yeah, the dumbest course. joke ever mm-hmm. um, overall I'd say it was about an 8 for me on the scale I would I say a 7.5 so it was even worse for you damn I didn't like a lot of the story it was kind of boring I just liked the parts where they were playing the music yeah but when um, those parts were on it was great yeah It'd almost be like um, one of those great like thirty minute movies if you could just squeeze it together. Yeah, like just like like a, a mini series episode, or whatever. Yeah. But um, the one thing I will say the the live aid, uh, live aid performance was probably my favorite part of the entire movie. You didn't like it? I didn't like it at all. Really? I liked the hit like them on stage, but seeing like how fake the crowd looked. Oh yeah. Like, it wouldn't of... have been that much to just get a fake crowd together for this movie. Yeah. Or you could just do it on a real stage, like have them really go out there and lip sync the music in front of that many st- fans. Yeah. Like the way that they had to do a green screen on everything, I was like, this is just yeah, feels the, gross. The live aid, for, it's, the, the, the seeing the audience was bad. Yeah. But I like the scene where he's doing that little acapella thing. Yeah. Where he's and then like, as it's, everyone's repeating it back, the camera zooms on his girlfriend, and it's like, that gave me a lot of chills. Yeah. Um, oh, I did learn one thing because we we both found out that. This movie was directed Brian by Brian Singer. Oh, it makes me so sick. Who directed the X-Men movies. And he's a fucking gross motherfucker. Sorry. Garbage of a human. Yeah. <laughs> but, so he he's he was a director, but I found out that they uh, finished filming last year, around this time, Thanksgiving. But Brian Singer directed most of the movie. He got in a lot of fights with uh, Remy Malik about like how the movie should be directed or whatever. Right. And then when they went on break for Thanksgiving, Brian Singer just never came back to work. And then they were like, "How are we gonna finish this movie?" Like, the director's not like not answering his phone or not like he's not. I didn't even know about this. Yeah, so he just never came back to. And there was like two weeks left of filming, and Brian Singer just never showed up. I really hate that guy. And then they uh, they 
they, they, they found a replacement to direct the, the remaining parts of the movie, but they they, they only gave him uh, executive producer credits. They would have done so much better if they would have just said they fired him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And got a new director, because the guy's a scumbag to begin with. Yeah. But and they, just they did his name. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, I didn't know he was directing it until the day before it came out in theaters. Yeah. Because he's such a scumbag, they wanted to hide it. Mm-hmm. But to me, just say you fired him, and you're going to get in everybody's good graces. Yeah. Because he was such, like, his reputation on set and with behind closed doors is just not good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like to say give everybody a second chance, but, like, I can't. With, like, the stuff that you hear about this guy, there's no way. Yeah. So I felt gross buying my ticket just being, like, I'm kind of supporting this monster. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. One thing I, I, I enjoyed about the movie, well, well, the one thing I wanted to say about the Live Aid performance was that, like, I was sitting there. And I kept looking at the like the people in the movie theater, and I was like, I have to do it. Like I'm gonna start singing. Oh yeah, I like, wanted to. I was so like, bad. I really, I was just like, I'm just gonna get up. I was whistling multiple times. And I'm, times I'm gonna for start sure. singing, and I'm, I'm like, I'm hoping somebody joins me. But I was like, no, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But then dur- during the credit scene, they, they started playing "Don't Stop Me Now," and people were walking out of the <sighs> theater. I was so and pissed. Two people behind me were started singing, so I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna sing too. And then there was a lady at the very front who was walking out, but when the song started come up, uh, coming up. She stopped and then she started dancing, which was like that's awesome. Which was like I was like that's probably one of the coolest thing I've ever seen at a movie theater. Yeah, I wish I would have sung. Like, I was with the kind of funny. people who want to leave right as the credits start. Really? Yeah, I would have stayed. The it's entire like one of the night. best. Songs. It's like why would you leave if Queen's playing on the radio? Like, I know, right? Keep <laughs> it real. You're getting to see like a live performance. Give me a break. Anyway, uh, overall, Bohemian Rhapsody was a fun watch. Um, probably not something I would pay to see in theaters twice. Obviously. Uh, very rare times for that, but uh, I won't buy it either, so I don't know when I'm going to watch this again. I guess the review I would say is that I'd watch YouTube clips. What's your review? I watched the trailer been, again. Which your review would have been a little different if uh, Brian Singer wasn't the director? It would have been 100% different uh, for me. Okay. The, uh, for the movie, not really, but yeah. my feelings about the movie, my rating goes down because he directed it. Right. That's my, that's, yeah. that's my question. Okay. I think when I when I went and to watch it, I tried to remove the artist. I tried so bad, from, and it it did help. just because I was like, I'm just like listening to. Okay, Queen. but until you see all the gay scenes and you realize that Brian Singer, who likes to be around little boys, is you know doing it. True. Like it just makes me feel fucking weird. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Um. But yeah. All right. So I saw Overlord. Overlord, I heard is doing get, getting good reviews. What do you think? It's the trailer is really misleading. I would say this. That's what I thought, too. I, I remember the first time I saw the trailer yeah. thinking that... Did you watch it? No, not yet. But I remember thinking, like, mm-hmm. this movie doesn't know what it is. It's... It's a... Okay. So, best way to explain it is a World War II movie mm-hmm. that is trying to be a... Video game. A horror <laughs> and a, a thriller. And it, it kind of works, but, like, the trailer was just very misleading. It's a good movie, though. It's very different. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely recommend watching that one. What would you rate it? One through ten? I would give it an eight. Yeah. Okay. And Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts, Beasts and Where to Find Them Too. Sorry. What was it called? Crimes and Gr- Crimes and Gr- of Gr- Grindenwald? More like the one scene of Grindenwald. He's only in one scene? No, he's in a few scenes, but like he's not he the main character. doesn't really commit any crimes in this movie. It says crimes, but nothing really. So he really loves he just, this movie. Can he just tell? he just gathers a group of people at the end of the movie, and it's like oh, he's gonna Tony Stark it, nice. Yeah, and that's it. Anyways, what does that mean? Just assembling a team. Oh, uh, okay. I see. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and there's just a shit ton of like 
Oh look, this was in the original Harry Potter movie, and this was in some the original. fan some uh, fan favors. Yeah, which I mean, it caught caught me off guard, but at the end, I was just like, ah. Oh. But what, what, I, what I will say about the movie is just it just feels like a setup. Gross. Like, that's what the first one felt like. Yeah, that's why. That's why I would I had Define trouble with the first setup. one. What do you? I haven't seen either of. So what do you mean setup? So what I mean setup is like. Like let me like let's introduce these the this new characters. Amazing Spider-Man too. This new storyline. <laughs> we're like they're just introducing a lot of new stuff that they're like, oh, we're just gonna save that for the next movie. So stay tuned. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> Alright, so what's your rating for Fantastic Beasts and How to Crime Them? There's like uh, three people that are gonna laugh at that joke. I will say I will give it a Five point five. Yeah. Wow. Does your wand just break hearing that? Yeah. Okay. I will, I will say. So talking about ruining other things from our childhood, the be- Shrek reboot. <laughs> better than better than the cursed child. Um. So Shrek reboot. The Shrek reboot. Um. I'm not happy why? about this. They've already made enough money on this goddamn green guy. There's one good movie. I know you guys think two is good too, but keep it real. Yeah. It's two just, is pretty good. Come on. Two is really. Good. But it's the cash grab of movies now. If they reboot Shrek, I legit won't watch anything. No. They're, Depends. They're ruining it. I, I... They're Jurassic Parking it. They are, um... I was gonna... They're, they're just trying to, um... Last Jedi it. Keep talking shit. <laughs> they're trying to feed off of the meme, which is kind of dying... Like, it's been dying down. What yeah. meme? Huh? What meme? The Shrek. Shrek is love. Shrek is love. Oh, okay. And then a lot of people just over-exaggerating Shrek. I mean, the first movie's fucking perfect. Like, it's a... It's one of the closest movies to being perfect. Yeah. Very close. But, um... And I think it's the people who did, uh... Despicable Me. Who are doing... Illumination! Who are doing the, uh... The reboot. Who, who also just did Grinch. Which I'm not... I haven't seen it. I heard it's not bad. Yeah. Um, but it's No just, interest for me, but... No. But... I don't know. I don't... I'm not too happy about it. I gotta start checking my reviews. Because there's a lot of people who give reviews that I just don't respect their opinions. Yeah. So it's like, why am I even listening? Um, <laughs> Pokemon trainer trailer, uh, Detective Pikachu, voiced by Ryan Reynolds, and one of the characters from Jurassic World 2. Uh, does anybody care about this movie? The animation looks really fucking cool. I'm just kind of annoyed that they didn't make the Ash Ketchum story into a movie. Yeah. Or, or a similar type of storyline where a little kid gets to train Pokemon. I think it would have gotten a lot of hate. Just because there's so many video games with the exact same story. That but I just... heard some of them are good. I think I remember hearing The Sun and the Moon. Yeah, no, about, they're like, great games. Rights. But I think, and, and you have, what, nine seasons of Ash Ketchum? Yeah. Right, uh, make a new cartoon. character, though. Or make Francisco I, Ketchum. Or instead yeah, of... But you already have that, too, with like the Emerald and Silver games. Like okay. You already have, so I think they were just trying to go on a different... That's what I got from... What the... if you got to play as like the Professor Oak? That'd be cool. See, now we're thinking... But the, I'm just saying, this Detective Pikachu story is like the worst idea ever. Yeah, it's so it's so lazy. Also, why why is Nintendo? They're just going for kids. That is true. I think it's such a stupid concept. I think. But then again, that why is why in is a one guy years, the only person who can hear him though? What? Like, why is that one guy the only person who can hear Pikachu talk? It's it's a I don't know it's his Pokemon so they have a connection I mean it a, happened it, it happened in the cartoons where where Ash could Ash could understand what that that flame pony 
and so like oh, they were right? yeah so they were able to Turn like back. like ride together and he was able to like know what they're thinking and, not burn and win the race or, and not win his or burn his ass like you said I remember that um, I don't, I don't yeah, remember it either yeah, to me, Pokemon could be a, a Marvel, a Star Wars, a Harry Potter mm-hmm. universe if they did it right. If they play the cards right, yeah. But they're doing the weirdest. They're doing the solo story first. You know what yeah. I mean? Just like, imagine <laughs> when we get a live action Mario movie. Oh God! They've already done one in like 1994. No, yeah. I, well, with John Leguizamo, but a, yeah. but a new I, one. I don't know if they could. No, because of the accent. Not because of the accent, because there's just no like depth behind <laughs> the character. At least with training an animal, well, and let, having let me, a okay, fight, like me, as dark as it is, at least there's a connection. What I meant is yeah, he uh, really loves plumbing. Let, let, <laughs> what I meant with that comment was because they they're not gonna you know really get their hands dirty that way with having a an actor just have that really Italian accent of you know I'm not gonna do super, it too. Super but racist. you know it's gonna be super racist, so maybe God, they I would never do it. I hope they never make a Nacho Libre movie. Oh god! Fair enough. First of all, I love that movie. Nacho Libre. Yes, I know you do. It's not a Mexican movie that I saw as a kid. <laughs> that's that's what you thought Mexico right. was. <laughs> no, he's never sounded whiter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a Child's Play reboot. How do we feel about that? The what? Sorry. Child's Play reboot. Chucky. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever watched um, a Chucky movie beginning to end. I mean, if it's if it gets done well, like I want to say the first three or four movies that they made. I'll agree with it, but some of the later ones where he has a kid and, and a wife and all that, That's hot. Yeah. it's not hot. They're just balls. <laughs> so, and, and, and well, I don't know. It went I, from like horror to com- very comedic. Very very dirty. Yeah. Um, well, I will say the... Weird. Like, mm-hmm. like Brian Singer weird. The, right. I think it... I think the the seed of Chucky was like... It's when it started going bad. Because I, I like... Isn't that the last one? Or is there no, more? No, there's two more. Fuck. There's... Um, so there was... So there's Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, then it was like the Curse the of Chucky. The Chucky or something. Oh, there was another one. Sorry, no, no, sorry. It was, then it was Bride of Chucky, which I, I mm-hmm. liked. Yeah, then that there was, was okay. The Seed of Chucky, which was kind of like, it was very shitty. That's the one I stopped, I didn't yeah. see. Yeah. So then, the, and then after that, I think like seven years later, uh, Curse of, the Curse of Chucky was like the, the new one. And that one was decent. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I kind of enjoyed that one. But then they just came out with another one called The Cult of Chucky, which was really, really fucking bad. Really? I think it's on Netflix. They might have oh taken boy. it off, but that one was really, really bad. Hmm. But now they're coming out with a new I mean, if it's just Child's Play, I think that, that'd, be, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So hopefully they go back to like a more dark, instead of comedic, mm-hmm. take. Yeah. I have no interest in this movie. Sorry. Why? Can't help you. Why, why don't you have interest? Because I never liked the Chucky stories. Why? I never actually watched them, so, so you, I have no opinion. But you can like something you haven't watched. I've watched enough of it to know that I don't want to watch anymore. Watch the first one. The, just the first one and, and base your opinion off of that one. No. Uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> okay. is a series announcement. <laughs> uh, April 2019, we're getting our first episode, and I'm praying if we get a Game of Thrones trailer on Thanksgiving during the football games. There's a chance. That'd be cool. It That's when we got the so Star Wars trailer last, since we last, last time. It feels so long since we last watched. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Titanic? Yep. <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh, I'm so excited. I'm going to start rewatching literally this month. Fuck. Seven seasons. 
But I heard all eight, all six episodes are going to be feature length, so at least an hour and a half. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so we're going to get some good storylines every movie. It's, it's basically yeah, a movie. So much. I'm incest. so excited. So much incest. I actually think the uh, the the when do you how about this? When do you think the big fight is going to happen on Game of Thrones season eight? And we're done after this. So if anybody I has think, any spoilers, they don't want to hear about. We don't know any, but just in case you don't want to hear our I, opinions. I feel like it's it's going to be the last three episodes. Last three episodes. So I think six, it's going to be like six a, episodes. What's going to happen in the first three? I don't know. Oh, sorry. What's your How many episodes? Six episodes. Six then episodes. it's going to be the fifth one, for fifth sure. Fifth one? Yeah. Okay, I disagree with you. And why do you think it's the last three? I think they're going to they're gonna make it, like, the, the biggest, like, battles. So, so they're not just going to save it for one episode. They're going to... Yeah, I agree with you. They're going to do, like, a th- like three episodes of just one battle. Should we put money on it? I think it starts in episode two. I think it, the, the main of the fight will be over at the end of episode three. And then four, five, and six are going to be, like, little battles and, like, little... Like ways, you know how like in every movie, like the big battle starts at the beginning, yeah. and then they have like little sneaky battles afterwards. I think like episode mm-hmm. five and six are gonna be basically just explaining what's happening after that. But I think most of the fighting will be done by episode five. Who do you think is gonna survive? Well, are we betting on which episode the action starts? The main war. When does the dragon get to Winterfell? How about that? Is second, that a better second episode? Barometer? Second episode for sure. Okay, I think so. they'll show him at the very end of episode one, but then I think second episode's when he's start, going to start wreaking havoc. Well, no, I'll take that back. Because you said episode five is the main fight. It's not going to take them five episodes to get there. They're already at the wall. Yeah, that's why... Uh, Huge spoilers if you haven't seen seven. Maybe half of episode three, he'll get to Winterfell. I, I, I don't think they're. I don't think he's going to get there, and, and if the episode's over, I think he's going to get there and fuck some shit up. I don't see any of the dragons being alive after episode four. Okay. So that's why I think episode two is going to be mostly dragon fight. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there's going to be like a real war that happens, but the dragons will already be dead. Because they're not like, you're going to set up two dragons against each other. Drogon will be injured. The other two will be dead. So I think maybe Drogon lives, but other than that, all the dragons are dead. Okay. By episode four. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to write these down. Cause... Yeah. I don't know. Nice. That well, how, many dragons, just... how many dragons are going to live? Probably just one. You think who? I think they're all going to die. Rhaegal or Drogon? Nobody's putting money on Visenya. Drogon. Yeah, that bitch is dead. That bitch is super dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think Drogon. Drogon lives? Yeah. How who many knows? Have... Maybe they've been keeping her back because she's going to be the... That's Maybe... something That's something that would fucking happen in Game of Thrones. Not how... really. That's what happens with every storyline. The not so light character is the one that kind of ends up at at the top. Yeah, but then you're getting into like how to train your dragon rules, where like dragons have more power. than I'm others. putting my my money on Visenya. You're tripping. Let's bet on it. All right, whatever you want. <laughs> All right. Um, and then for characters that are gonna live, John has to die. Aegon. Aegon has to die. Uh, Bran. Probably lives. Bran's gonna be the king. Sam will live. Fat Sam. Well, yeah, yeah. he has to write the books. Exactly. Oh, that'd be so great if it's just like it's gonna be his story. If, yeah, if, for if, sure. If it just pulls away and it's George R. R. Martin sitting. He's actually the table. Sam. He's Sam. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely Sam. <laughs> Explain how how the fat kid's killing White Walkers by himself. <laughs> Keep it real. Right. That never happened. It's, sila- it's just his perspective of like, yeah, I'm the, I'm yeah. the ruler. <laughs> yeah. Sam sits on the throne at the end. I uh, wouldn't be mad. I think, no, I think either Bran or Sansa end up on the throne at the end. 
What do you Sansa think? lives to me. You think Arya? Is Arya's die? dead. Really? I always say assassins don't have happy endings. That's true. What about uh, Khaleesi? Khaleesi's a Stark. Khaleesi's gonna die in a in a sacrifice or something like that. By her own dragon. Oh, that'd be so great. By the ice dragon. Yeah. No, no, it'll be uh, it'll be John that kills her. Really? Yeah. Another hit it and quit it type of situation. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. No, I think John kills her, or I don't, nobody else could kill her. That's the thing. Like it's not like her and uh, Cersei are ever going to get into a fight, and that's the only person who really hates her. That'd be a fun fight. All, most of the villains are gone now. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like nobody left to kill main characters. Well, the so, Ice King. That's what I mean. But the Ice King doesn't have a problem with the Cersei. Cersei. It's only Cersei that really hates her. Yeah. What do you What do you guys think about the the idea that the Golden Company is going to be huge? You know what that is? The Golden Company is like what Cersei was telling um, oh. Jamie that he was going to be in control of when they arrived from Essos. So they have this big ass army coming from the south, mm-hmm. and they're going to team up with Cersei to try to go north and fuck everybody up or hold down their stronghold. Either way, but I th- I, I think it, that's going to be one of the quick fights and fucking the dragon's going to fuck everything up. Who do you think ends up on the throne at the end? Bran. Is there a throne at the end? Bran, for sure. For sure, Bran. But he doesn't want to be king. He doesn't. He's just weird. For sure, Bran. Then <laughs> he's like all seeing. Would like what better fit? He has no emotion. He, he comes off as like a wizard, though. He's like the emperor. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Because I foresaw. Because I fucking saw it. Like, <laughs> what all right, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sansa ends up on the throne for myself. But what about you, producer? I don't know. What about the Night King? Is there a chance that the Night King ends up on the throne? No. No chance. One percent chance. Well, maybe if they're if they're maybe going five percent if they're going to prequels and not something before you know. I, I'd maybe. say a five percent chance the Night King ends up on the throne. At least he at least has to sit on it. No homo. He touches it and explodes. <laughs> or maybe it burns him. He sits on the the pointy parts. That's a chance because the fire was. I don't know. It wasn't dragon fire that made it though. I think in the book it was. I don't think I read. Uh, are we good? Yeah. Stanley. Oh, we already talked about Stanley. Oh. Did we? Not really. The beginning part, we were just like, "Hey, you did." Yeah, there's nothing much to say about it. The dude lived 96 years and basically got to write comics and live the coolest life of all time. And then he finally started to get some money out of it when he was like 90. No, he was selling fucking. The comics didn't make him that much money though, because there's so many people involved. He wasn't balling rich off the comics. It right. wasn't until they got to, yeah. you know, Disney. All right, so I gotta wait till I'm ninety to make some money. To make it? Yeah. I think that's life. It's fucking. <laughs> they can't say you didn't grind your your entire life. Yeah. If yeah. He, well, I mean, he he had the coolest grind ever though. He just had to draw comics and write really cool stories. Yeah. A lot of people think he's like a social justice warrior, like the original one, because he yeah. was the first person to put blacks into comics and make them the hero. And, you know, he had female superheroes. He was just, he just wasn't racist. <laughs> right? That's he, all he it just, was. That, the only requirement to be a social justice warrior in the 60s. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. That, it's it. a little tough. <laughs> it's a little tough. That's funny. All right. We're good? Yeah. All right. So next week's matchups, we have American History X versus Con Air. And we also have Casino Royale versus The Transporter. Make sure to listen up to those. I was rich. Follow us on at BrocketPodcast. Just kidding. At Bracket.com. Wow. 
Just don't follow us. <laughs> <laughs> follow us at the Bracket Podcast. This is Francisco and Rich. See you next time.